At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Good Spirit Normal. We got uh, we got a powerhouse tonight. We got Benalla Berg hanging out. It's like a law firm. Benalla yeah, Berg. it is. Yeah. It's great to be back with the uh, the Diamond and Silk of Paranormal Podcast. Oh Lord! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm out swinging, dude. <laughs> wow! I have nothing better than. Wow. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> Him and I are the Gilmore Girls, though. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we got uh, we got some things we're going to talk about tonight. But uh, first, I thought we'd just uh, sit down and just chat a little bit. How you guys been? What's been going on since uh, Strange Realities of last year? Steve, you go ahead. You got more going on than me. I do. Uh, no, got something going you know, on. No, not. Too. I mean, nothing out of the ordinary. Just work blah 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 um what's it any, am i into anything um i'm very i'm excited about this armin victorian mini documentary that was released because i was obsessively trying to watch it for like 15 years do you guys know about that that's no. uh i'm gonna do radio mysterioso on wednesday or tomorrow and talk about it but like i don't well it, it, you know it'll we can get to it later but anyways i've been that's what i've been excited about in terms of like stuff in the realm of what we all discuss no what is it what 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 is um, well armin victorian was kind of this elusive um person in ufology in the early 90s and late 80s he uh he was i think he's from like an armenian russia and m- somehow moved you know and ended up he, th- he was also was arrested for being an or- or- orchid smuggler but he was a uh moved to england and like infiltrated the ufo scene there and then like within six months somehow he was getting all these like high-ranking cia people and like other ufologists like he had it was taping their phone calls um and it, one was like ed dames and for a while you could find these old phone calls but it was really <laughs> weird this guy like made a huge splash he ended up like going to prison for not paying his phone bills but he had like four aliases and like he's just this kind of almost like Gene Shelby downard like type figure in ufology in the 90s but there was never a, a whole lot of information about him yeah i never heard of him yeah he was yeah. he didn't you know he was around for a short while made kind of a splash but it was over in england so we didn't hear about it too much mm-hmm. but uh john lundberg and mark pilkington who were kind of behind uh mirage men yeah. john L- L- lundberg made this documentary about armin victorian 
that was kind of like stuck in the BBC archives for like 15 years. I, Cause I was emailing him once a year saying like, any luck, you know, getting a copy <laughs> He's like, no man. Um, but finally it, last week it was released cause the BBC is like, you know, opened up their archives for unlimited time. So highly recommend checking it out. It's called the mythologist. It's like 25 minutes long, unfortunately, but it was, is it important. on any, uh, streaming services? Um, gosh, I want to say it's on YouTube, but I, I watched it through a link that John Lundberg sent via Twitter and it was like on a BBC archive. A lot of times those don't work in the States. Like, yeah, this one definitely did. Cause I clicked on it like right away and cool. like dropped everything I was doing and watched it. And uh, share that link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. Absolutely. No doubt. Yeah. I've never heard of this. I have no it's, idea. Yeah. It's, it's like, it was one of those white whales I had for a long time. So nice. you know, it was like, it was pretty thrilling for me to finally see it. I'll have to check awesome. out. I haven't been doing shit. Uh, yeah. You know, I went to California to visit family for Thanksgiving and then uh-huh. uh, went to Vermont for a weekend in December before the holidays and did the holidays. And here we are. It's, you know, it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm kicking around a relaunch of an all of America. Yeah. Ish. Funny. Last night I was like thinking about it and I'm like, oh, shit, you know. I think I started like 20 years ago. Maybe, maybe I started 20 years ago. So I'm like, well, if that's the case, then I'm going to relaunch in April with like a big fucking 20 thing. Then I looked and it's like, no, you started in 2005. So I'm not going to wait two years to fucking relaunch. So we'll do some big thing in two years. But, but, uh, the hope is to set, get something more like what we were, what we're doing tonight. Even though people listening at home now are going to hear the podcast part, but like, just run the whole operation in a more modern digital fashion. Uh, some visual, probably sometimes, sometimes not, maybe kind of like yeah. what you guys do. Um, cool. Well, I think, yeah, a, a conversation that we had not too long ago. I think that uh, isn't blog talk radio kind of on its way out. Is that what you're saying? No, the site that hosted been all in America went out and then oh, okay. we moved it over to, uh, I think the one you recommended red circle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I reckon. So, dude, I don't know if started... I can listen to Banal without the blog talk radio. Yeah, blog talk radio. <laughs> I can take it, just run it like during the show. But, yeah, I'll yeah that's all I'm you. getting yeah, like to do by blog. Do talk it for radio. the nostalgia's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you still going to use blog talk though? No, we were talking about it. I'm going to go with Streamyard and do okay. live. Uh, do live that way. Everything I have is like super antiquated. Like blog talk was like cutting edge, like 20, not 20 years yeah, ago, like, right, like five or right, 10 years ago. Right, right. It was like the only place you could do a live internet radio show. And now it's like, no, nah, you can just do it like through YouTube. It's not even a problem anymore. So it's, it's not worth the money and the hassle. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's so like, funny. You started that show when you were so young that it's really about a few months ago, I can't remember. It might have been the John Lear episode. I wanted to go back and listen to an, an, a guest you had on. And it was yeah. like season two, and you sound like a little baby boy. I am Tim. You sound so young. How young were you when you started? Like early 20s, probably, right? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I would have been 26, I think. Just yeah. a little baby. Yeah. Dang. I'd be. I'd like to go back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounds also like you've been doing some serious sleuthing on this. uh, These Idaho murders. Yeah, I don't want to repeat everything because we just talked about it. But yeah, Yeah, no, it's it's secret. Yeah, (laughs) I got really into the Idaho um, 
Idaho quadruple murder case that's winding now where they arrested the guy. So it's kind of, um, you know, but if, if, it, if they hadn't arrested the guy, I probably would have a lot of like crazy theories and shit. But it seems kind of like cut and dry. I'm looking forward to seeing how the trial pans out. And um, yeah, I'm really like I'm really into true crime more than almost more than the paranormal these days. So it was uh, it was funny because after after strange realities yeah i'm really into the delphi case too which is this one with these two girls they were on the end of this bridge in indiana i think and like they filmed this dude when coming down the bridge at them what's that is this recent? no this was like five years ago okay yeah i don't know and they filmed like this they filmed the murderer like on his way down the bridge then like they van they disappeared then later their bodies were found and it was like no one knew who the murderer was and these cases are they're interesting because they develop these huge online fan bases of people and they have the craziest fucking theories. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you get down the rabbit hole, you get more and more into it where you're like, oh, that, that is plausible. That it could, you know, it's and you get into all these things and they, they dig into like the craziest, ra- most random parts of the story. Uh, you know, like I, I had uh, Jenny Ashford, uh, who you guys had at Strange Realities. Yeah. Uh, the Hatteron, but all America, we talked about it too, where it's like they obsess over these small details that oftentimes have nothing to do with the case. You know, where it's just like, well, how do you explain the opened pack of high C that was on the counter? And it was like, you don't. <laughs> Someone just left it there. It's not connected to the murder at all. But it's like that you have like all these fan fan theories that are like, the high C is this fucking, that's the key to the whole case, the high T packet on the countertop. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you just work backwards from there, it turns out it was the sheriff's son. You're like, oh, fuck. But it's yeah, funny. those things are kind of crazy because people get like, I wouldn't want to even be tangentially for all, all the obvious reasons, but I wouldn't want to even be tangentially related to like any of these cases because people get these people online, they find a suspect and they like dig into this person. It's like, it's like, no, that guy didn't have anything to do with it. Like, I'll tell you a funny story with this uh, Idaho thing. And it kind of might tie into what you want to talk about tonight, Serfiel, which is the the true crime thing on TikTok is huge. And there's this alleged psychic on TikTok who is mm-hmm. like, she's like, I know who fucking did it. It's a professor at University of Idaho. And she was in a lesbian love affair with one of the kids. <laughs> totally, totally wrong. And oh she's fucking now the professor's suing the TikTok psychic. Yeah, I would good. Yeah, Yeah. she's like, dude, you can't. I wasn't even like in the state when the like if you had just called me. That's yeah, crazy though. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. It's funny. It's kind of like a modern lynch mob or something. Like, well, dude, and these lynch mobs can organize fast. (laughs) It's like flash fire. Um, it's so funny that you use the word. It's like ironic to me that you use the word, and you're you're right to use it. But fans of murders, right, right. Oh, we, yeah, Delphi. Oh, it's got a lot of fans. It's, it's an up-and-coming uh, serial killer case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has a lot of promise, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're fanatics, so that's, no, I guess, that's where no, we're going. I mean, from, yeah. I think that is the right w- term for it, but it's just funny. I wonder if that says something about today's society or... I don't, I don't know. know. I guess there's always been there's always been fans of murders, though. Well, yeah, but now it's like it's a whole big thing. I don't. It is. Yeah. It's like a cottage industry. It really is. <laughs> You know, it's 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 really weird when you have like some young girl tell you, "Oh, I'm really excited to go see Ted Bundy's death car." 
yeah that's on display in gatlinburg you know it's like that's really that's really a strange thing when you think about who ted bundy killed yeah right right you know you know it's like yeah it it seems it's very weird that you have like all this stuff that's really just talk about violence against women Mm -hmm. right and these these young women are really just kind of obsessed with it i think it's safe to say that a lot of this true crime fandom is dominated by women yeah it is pretty female yeah it is and and but you know i've i I I tend to explain that as it being it's gives them a sense of empowerment of them trying to figure it out and how to figure I it out. That's that. what that's yeah, that's what ones yeah. I know say. What it happened to them, you know. Right, exactly. Yeah. Or what to do? I've heard that. Little, like, it does get a little obsessive and a little a, a little a little disconcerting right. at times well, too. Like, you know, it's it's I I don't see like the like conspiracy like conspiracy fandom and true crime fandom. They're not terribly different, you know. I mean, right. like, well, well, and, and I'm not putting a blanket statement at all of like conspiracy theorists, and I, I know some, and they're perfectly fine people. They're we know what you're insane. talking about, yeah. yeah, we know, yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about, but just maybe for the people listening, but like, it, it, it is funny because there is this fanaticism, and there is like this thing where it can kind of take over your life, and you, you know, it can become more than a rabbit hole. It can become just as part of like your waking reality, like looking into this stuff. So it, it is like. You know, and like, I wonder if fandom in general of everything is like on steroids nowadays, just because our access to people and I don't know, it's it's weird. It's definitely a people are yeah, ra- I think you're, more I think, rabid than ever. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're probably right. Like, cause you, you remember like when Lost was like the big thing? Yeah. That was like unique yes. because people were so fucking into it. And now that's just kind of like the standard, it like, is. Mm-hmm. like people get way into this stuff. No matter well, what, you know, and, and I kind of think that goes back to like Lost is a wonderful example because I kind of think, you know, in terms of network TV, that was kind of the end of the water cooler show era. Right, right. And so you wanted to talk about this thing that had this mystery and that you were trying to solve, but you can only do it when you went to work and you know, with your colleagues. But now there's an echo chamber for everyone all over the place, all over the Internet. So, like, if you're into UFO disclosure and UFO Twitter, well, there's 5000 people who you can follow who are going to say the things exactly what you want to hear, you know, all day long, all day long, 24 hours a day. But that was not so much the case, you know, Mm -hmm. back in the early 2000s. Right. And the other part is just, there's just a million podcasts now. Yeah. 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 It's like, there's a podcast for everything. And I, I don't really follow like TV show podcasts, but I imagine Mm -hmm. there must be like, I think they're totally out there. Yeah, yeah, there, there is. So like each each week they break down the episode or whatever. I mean, there's like yeah. three or four, you know, a bunch for each different show. So yeah. it's like uh, there's, there's things that I've been on that there's podcasts for. And I'm like, what? <laughs> That's very weird. <laughs> They're talking about an appearance of Steve right now on some podcast. Well, dude, who know. knows, man? <laughs> Banal, would you say that you took this uh, recent emphasis on true crime, like in response to getting kind of burnout on some of the paranormal culture yeah i mean i've always had an interest in true crime but it was just kind of like i've heard every theory for like every mystery out there so it's like you just kind of like i think maybe i'm like a theory junkie like not a conspiracy Mm -hmm. theory junkie but just just a a speculative junkie so it's like okay what's how do you uh, mysteries and speculation surrounding mysteries it's mysteries are they like just fucking mysteries so it's like yeah you know true crime unsolved murders or that's a 
I, don't, I was going to say that's a fantastic mystery. It is a fantastic mystery, but it's yeah. a horrible, tragic mystery. And, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're, it's very bizarre. Like you have to catch yourself. Like, like I said before, like these things have a lot of fans. People always say, well, my favorite case is, is you know, yeah. is the one where the lady cut the baby out of the pregnant woman's stomach. That's a, it's like, <laughs> that's your favorite case. Like, but you would like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Jesus Christ. No, do be, but you're right though. Like they're, I, I, I think you actually like distilled it down in a really great way. Like I think that mysteries, like I, I would say, I think you actually like made me just think because I'm like I am attracted to mystery, and high strange is kind of like the lens of mystery that I probably like look into the most. But right, right. You're right. I like true crime. Like I like you know like a missing plane, whatever the Malaysian plane that we lost. Yeah, I was just reading about that. that last I'm interested night. in that. So yeah. it's like yeah, mysteries are. You know, I think they're like a wonderful, it's almost probably like embedded in our DNA to want to know the answers to things. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The very like primal like urge to want to know, you know, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not like attracted to like the macabre aspect of it really. It really is just more like the mystery. So mm-hmm. it's like, what happened mm-hmm. to, to this, you know, how, who, who done it? Like, who yeah. did, you know, who did this thing? And like, and why? Like, how often have you just like, why the fuck would, you know, why, why would someone do that? That's, you know, I get you're a psycho, but even <laughs> like the choice of your choice of 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 displaying your psychoness is confounding to me. You know, man who cornered two teenage girls at the end of a fucking bridge in broad daylight. Like, what the fuck were you like? Like, what were you thinking, bro? Yeah. Like, is yeah. it that uncontrollable that you fucking would do something so crazy? And, uh, you know, yeah. how, how could how does someone get here? That's the right, right, fast, right, right. The fascinating part for me is like, how exactly do you get from from this to that? Well, yeah. a lot of these like uh, investigators, especially ghost hunters and people like that, fashion their whole shtick off of like an occult detective kind of thing. So they're like yeah. Sherlock Holmes or Carnacki, and you know. Uh, yeah, that's it's it's real kind of the same thing. But yeah, yeah, I think um to be honest, I mean me and Adam have been getting pretty burned out on a lot of the paranormal UFO conspiracy cultures for right, for right. a while. <laughs> I mean, I've been getting into that's all this great, like, you, that's really great when you do a, yeah. when you do a conspiracy paranormal podcast. <laughs> it's really great to motivate it to go ahead and do it every almost every week. It's kind of the same thing has happened to me where I've gotten like really into this like treasure hunting lore and some historical mysteries yeah. and like Jesse James and stuff like that. Just cause it's kind of like, it's refreshing and doesn't, doesn't feel like it has as many like negative real world consequences. Right, right. 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 And I think like, if you, I think the four of us have been around the block a long enough time where it's just like, you've just heard everything. Yeah. You really have heard everything and what's, and, and there's nothing new there's a lot new happening with UFOs and shit, but it's just like, it's not the UFOs <laughs> that we grew up with. It's, it's like, it's not the UFOs that we love. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, it's like, these are fucking drones, dude. Can we stop like pretending these are aliens? Like, yeah. and just get serious here and it, get back to trying to get, find the aliens? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. And I you don't know, they're out sound, there. If, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever that intelligence is, it's still there. It's it's not what the fucking government's talking about. Yeah, you don't want to like. I, I like I I probably because I haven't had a podcast for years, like all of you. 
I still can like Tim, you know this. I'm still like a, a wide-eyed kid with this stuff. Right, uh, you love this stuff. I do. I love it so much. I still like it's all I read about almost, which not all I read, but quite a bit. Um, but a lot of this stuff, like it almost like since TTSA and all that kind of like the now UFO Twitter stuff, it's like your parents listening to your music. Yeah. And I know that sounds like oh, old man bird, just you know, we're talking about the bygone era, <laughs> but like there's nothing punk rock about ufos and paranormal right now like right, i, right. I kind of missed that because i think it was like those were inextricably linked when i was growing up like yeah the punks were talking about like, ufo stuff and like you know like paranormal weird stuff you know like at least yeah, where yeah. i'm from you know like so it's like they kind of went hand in hand now as growing up I right. think a, yeah a lot of this has to deal with just the fact that like everything is about content with mm-hmm. really all these like mm-hmm. giant companies and apps and so anything that, you know, gets engagement, like all these weird mysteries, speculative stuff, UFOs, paranormal stuff is just is great for the algorithms. And they're yeah. just like eating it up. And yeah. then, you know, people are trying to cash in on it with all this content. A lot of people are, you know, totally outside the culture. Um, and I really want to do the show and talk about this stuff because, I feel like I've been targeted by these algorithms, which with such terrible Terrible targeted individual, (laughs) such (laughs) terrible (laughs) shit that I can't even like believe. Um, And a lot of it's coming through these like uh, reels and um, yeah, the reels are I'm targeted big time on Instagram. Yeah. Instagram and the YouTube. What is the name of the YouTube small clips? Um, oh, shorts or whatever. The shorts, yeah. And I'm not on. I'm not on TikTok, but I'm sure if I I was, this would be happening too. Because a lot yeah. of these are like recycled, uh, you know, fake TikToks. You know, all these platforms talk about how they want to curb extremism and all this stuff, but it's like no, they don't. <laughs> some of the worst, like extremist adjacent, like just terrible bullshit. I can even imagine. And I just, I just feel like it's, it's so just uh, out of control. And for someone who's like maybe a little unstable and, and in danger of going down the rabbit hole, like this stuff is just made for that, you know, little like 30 second bursts of just, yeah. I just crazy shit. Am I the only one? Is Adam flickering wildly right now? Yeah, he is. Okay. You're going to give me a fucking seizure too. (laughs) I'm I'm like, I'm going to hold my hand up like this. It's like flashing green. Is that your webcam? They don't yeah, want that's, you. That's a little now. weird. That was a little weird. They yeah. don't want you to know. They don't want you to know. Oh my god! I'm sorry, Sergio. That was just like it was getting worse. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it great. looks like one of those those shitty little videos. It'll have like this uh, <laughs> so back creepy, eerie background music yep. and like something about the firmament or uh, <laughs> Tartaria or something. Tartaria. Well, you see, you you see, like you know, they try to tell you that it's really from the World's Fair, but it's really the remains of ancient Tartaria. Yep, of course, the mud flood did. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the mud flood. You know the ancient Satarians who were uh, who were who were in Russia. Oh my God, I had like a, I have a I have a I have a friend. He's a good buddy. I'm not gonna name his name, but like we, me and some of my friends, we all took a trip together right before COVID, and like we were, you know, like it was late night, and we were feeling the vibe, and he would like all of a sudden like confess to us that he 100 percent buys all this Tartarian stuff, and we were all like, we thought it was a bit for like an hour, but he was like just going to town on it and we were like oh man and, and yeah he's mm. he's gone down some uh some rabbit holes now and you know it's different. fun 
funny is the yeah the tar tartaria stuff was that was like i heard about that right at the tail end of the flat earth conference that was like the hunt that was like what they were oh come here you know it's kind of whispering about it was like you can kind of tell the ones are ready to jump off the flat earth ship they were kind of like talking about tartaria like in the corner and shit and i'm like who who, who could which one of you guys can summarize tartaria for like or that whole that whole i motion. can maybe do a super shitty thumbnail yeah yeah i think tim should do it Dude. maybe i think it was like it's it was like an ancient i think it's like the idea that there was an ancient civilization or something and it was wiped out by mud floods and they covered it all up and part of the theory or thing is like they use a lot of times they use pictures from like the old world's fair where they like reconstructed ancient castles and shit and they're like those yeah. were reconstructions those were the real things and they were in st louis or whatever and it's like yeah. it's very yeah, that's the super basic version, but it's, I think it's like there's an ancient civilization that got wiped out by like yeah. mud. Here's flood. here's what's key to uh, <laughs> understanding this whole Tataria thing is that it's it's something that they say that it that it was in Russia, okay, or modern day Russia. It's 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 Russian propaganda. It it's is. Russian. It's Russian yeah. propaganda flooding the internet. Wow, yeah, they want you to believe it's somehow. It, what it's really saying is Russia is the cradle of civilization. I see. Yeah, like Russia was yeah. like where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're like yeah. Oh, everybody attributes like big right. things to like Rome and Greece, and it's like no, no. There was actually like a Rome or uh, yeah. like a Rome and a Greece yeah. in Russia called right. Tartaria, right. and it's like no. Yeah. Actually, it turns out that was just a giant swamp. Like, you know, yeah. well, I remember my friend when he was like giving his like big monologue about about all this, and we were all like mouth agape. He kept on using the term, which I still think is so funny. Antiquitech. Ah, I guess that was like ancient technology that they found, but he kept on saying it like it's like a real thing. I'm like that sounds like, very what? steampunk. Yeah, it does. He's like, yeah. they found Antiquitech. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about, man? Like, well, it's also. I mean, it also fits in with the the Graham Hancock stuff too. Yeah, you know, you could you could you could make a parallel to that. But yeah, yeah. with the Tataria stuff, they're not even trying. I mean, if you're yeah. taking pictures, it's obvious from the World's Fair. Just decontextualizing them. I mean, this stuff yeah, is like completely. well recorded, like in every city's right. archives, and you can find out who built this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's a pretty whacked out. It's whacked theory. out. Yeah. It's kind of like the one. There's like ones that are like the Dark Ages never happened. Have you heard that conspiracy theory? It's like no. something weird like that, where it's like there's actually like a 500 year gap. Like yeah. the, between the year 900 and 1400 actually never happened. And they invented mm -hmm. it, yeah. put it in there. So it's like, there's a whole conspiracy built around. That was, that was like, invented, that was invented by the Prussians. It was uh, invented by, it was invented by the Western, by more, Western. more national, weird nationalist shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, sure. and, and, and if you, you look at that, once again, that's a Russian thing. Weird. They're really bad at conspiracy theories. Because they're not good. They're not, <laughs> yeah. Well, well they seem to be good. They're they, working. They, they yeah, know, no, they're very good like, at implementing them in our in our thought yeah. minds. I well, guess, they, they they know it's bullshit. Yeah, right. And that's that's the point. Yeah, maybe they're out there over in Russia being like fucking Bigfoot. Really? Well, like, yeah. These people believe that shit. <laughs> like, they'll believe in they'll believe in the mud flood. Oh, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see, you see, Bigfoot was the race that had to leave Tataria. See, but if you if you have a significantly different alternative view of reality, then you need an alternate timeline in a history. You need an mm -hmm. alternate map. You need you know yeah. Yeah. You need to fill in the gaps with that yep. stuff. But I think what we're 
talking about is like these weird uh, emerging belief systems that are like these yes. clusters of all these different disparate subjects and mysteries. But these are like becoming these solid belief systems that are all intertwined versus I think what we were thinking, talking about at the beginning of the show, like what we like is, is mysteries and embracing mm-hmm. mysteries. It's fun to try to solve them, but you may not. And that's okay. Right. But like these right. emerging belief systems, you know, especially on the internet, you know, through all these mediums, um, it's, it's the exact opposite. It's like a belief system. And yeah. If you believe yeah. one part of it, everyone just assumes, oh, well, then if you're into this, you, you know, you're into Bigfoot, you're into this, you must be into Tataria, you must be into, right. uh, uh, you know, uh, COVID right. stuff, you must be into this and that. And it just kind of, it, it's really weird. And it's I think we've all lost friends to it. Yeah, you you made a great point, I think, right there. You made a really nice distinction to where, like, I think there is, like, different, like, you know, there are there are probably people out there who don't understand this stuff in a whole and would probably listen to us and go, oh, they're just conspiracy theorists, UFO nuts, you know, like, but we're, right. we're I think like we were saying, like, we're not nothing, just us, but there are, there is a number of these people who have a, a knowledge of conspiracy, th- conspiracies or UFOs or high strangeness, but they're not the believers. Like, you can be interested in right. like, the psychology of stuff that you find absolutely abhorrent. Right, like, right. But, such as serial killers, right? I don't believe that all people who are fascinated with true crime are thick in the head. I think they like mysteries, exactly like us. And like you know, like even as a kid, the JFK assassination fascinated me way more than my friends. But I wasn't like a wackadoo. I wasn't like having a problem like going about society or wasn't changing like, <laughs> right, my right, moral right. compass. You know, like what your distinction was so great because you said, and I, I hopefully I'm summarizing it right that they're into a belief system, not the mystery. They're, they, right. It's not a mystery to them because they have figured it out. Exactly. They're not asking questions. They yes. already have the answers. They have the answers. So that's like, called yeah. a re- that's called a religion. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And so conspiracy theory, like the, at least the modern mainstream conspiracy theory is more a belief system than it is right. mystery chasers. Kind right. of how like yeah. it used to be. Like, exactly. the Ken Th- like Ken Thomas, you know, like, Kind of those old school guys like that. I don't think Ken, I mean, maybe, you know, I don't know his work super well, but like, he's not like a QAnon and wackadoo. You know, no, 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 <laughs> like, no, no, no. he was like a very intellectual person who liked mysteries about like yeah. weird America. Yeah, like I'm super yeah. tight with Adam Go Rightly, and he's like totally. as far away from QAnon shit yep. as possible. But like if you in the mainstream, they think that they, they call that conspiracy they theory. Would. Steve made you made an excellent point that it really should be just called conspiracy fucking belief. It is. It, it's conspiracy it, belief. Right. Like they don't go, oh, I think maybe yep. the Democrats or or Satanists right. the child left. They, <laughs> they think, know that they are. They know they yes. are. So it's they like, well, like you're not a theorist. True. You're a fucking believer. That's yeah. you know, that's their uh Robert or Anton Wilson uh reality tunnel. They have like that is reality to them. Right. But go rightly, obviously, like like you said is the perfect example of a distinction. You know, I think we probably all fall under the go rightly camp. Well, we're just fascinated by weird characters and weird belief systems and ideas and mysteries. But then there's the people, like you said, Serfiel, who are just into, you know, bolstering their belief system. And like this, I, I, just, I, I feel like I, this belief okay, system is, uh, is um, it's really particular too. Like it's, mm-hmm. it. what's coming out from all this is this like really um like anti-woke bro belief system you yeah. know i'm calling it 
yeah. of, you know, all this speculative thought mixed in with some of this like manosphere, red pill stuff mixed yeah. in with like more right leaning politics and this uh, anti hero worship stuff with like your Elon Musk's and your Kanye's. And it's just, it's, it's really bad. And I just, I really want to get yeah. together because I think we're all kind of on the same page. And if Conspiracy Normal does anything, yeah. I really want to just show people there's like another way, you know, and you could be yeah, someone yeah, who sure. like, who challenges official narratives or, you Absolutely. know, believe, like looks into mysteries and, and um, without just like going over into what I feel like is this like super rigid way of thinking. People think they're being anti-establishment by becoming a part of this stuff, but it's like really rigid. Yeah. It, you know, and I, re- I read a great article. On- All right. Well, let me ask you a question, Serbio, because uh, so you're saying the algorithms, I don't want to get too technical here, but you're saying the algorithms are like pushing this shit on you. So how am I, I'm not, I don't think I'm doing it right. Cause I just like, uh, when I want to watch something on YouTube, I just go watch it and then I leave. Like, do you just right. get on and, and I'm not like, this is not a judgment thing. I'm like I said, yeah. maybe I just, do you see, just get on and watch something and then watch whatever the fuck they show you next. After, no, after you watch a few things, you know, you start having suggested lists. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's, 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 I just ignore be. that shit, but I, I can, you know. <laughs> it's ultimately my fault because as kind of like a discordian, I like looking at weird people with weird right, beliefs right. that yeah. I definitely right. don't adhere to yes but as a you know kind of sociological experiment i'm like wow look at this nutcase let me listen to him rant for a while i, I, no, I, I can yeah. totally see that it is fascinating yeah, yeah. i actually think it's a, it's like good to know about this stuff yeah because you yeah. hear about all you hear about how the the toxicity of uh of youtube and these social media sites but you need to experience it like i mean i actually mm-hmm. feel like you know just don't hear about alex jones listen to yeah what he's actually doing just yeah. as, as as a sample like it is way worse than yeah that. oh yeah you know like and that, and that's the point is that like oh i hear he's like a real bad guy in sandy hook yeah yeah well, i want to understand things that i know, don't so. agree with and you know mm-hmm. and i've always looked into these extreme points of view and wanted to understand why people thought the way that they did yep. and it, yeah. it, it doesn't like win me over but it it right. helps me understand and kind of reverse engineer yep like a lot of this thinking <clears throat> Right, but yeah, so it's my fault. Like I started, I started it by looking at the stuff, and now it's like, oh, okay, here you go. But (laughs) the way it's just doing it so voraciously, it's like, welcome to my world, dude. It's like I just wanted to find out who these flat earthers were, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, you're like a flat earth guy. No, no, fucking yeah, just wanted to know who who they were. I'm reporting on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing in particular too is with um. Because, you know, like anyone who knows me, like I'm a, I'm a hip hop guy. So, um, a long time ago when Facebook was like first starting to demographically identify people, you know, I looked at my little profile they had for me and it was like, said I had an African-American cultural affinity. And so I was like, oh, that's funny, you know? So, you know, I'm looking at maybe like rapper interviews or, or all kinds of different hip hop things like that. And so I'm, I'm pretty, always been pretty tied into, to American black culture, Um, But within that is like a lot of alternative spirituality, what they call like the the conscious community. Uh Um, And within that, you know, there definitely is a lot of extremism, uh, a lot of anti-Semitism, all kinds of bad stuff, too. Um, But these a lot of these sites and algorithms seem to have this kind of blind eye to that. So like in wake of the Kanye shit, these like 
I was getting so many like straight up videos about like praising Hitler pretty much and stuff Jeez. like pushed at me. I think the algorithm's like, oh, well, this is black people doing it. So it can't be bad. And just like it that was, is it was really, crazy. That's really harmful. And that yeah, is, yeah, yeah, that is weaponizing hate and profiting oh, yeah. off it. I mean, like, the, I mean, like, think, I mean, the new pharmaceutical industry is like these algorithms. I mean, they are yeah. making money hand over fist by really poisoning society all these like fringe hateful beliefs that i was familiar with um before i just saw with that be just projected like i'd never seen and like just mainstreamed you know from all these like really kind of isolated speculative communities and then a lot of those content creators were taking advantage of that moment to use those clips with Kanye and stuff to like push their stuff. Oh, yeah. And it was just like, wow, this is like, thanks Google. Thanks YouTube. Thanks Instagram and meta, whatever it's called. Like, Oh yeah, yeah. you guys are really doing a great job. Curbing yeah. extremist content. <laughs> like, but it was, yeah. it was terrible. I couldn't believe it. Like, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. That's pretty fucked. That's like, yeah. uh, it's, it's you wonder where like the buck stops in a sense where it's like these people do they not know that these things are fucking doing this or like this i guess they just don't care but at some point it's like at what point are you gonna fucking yeah you know, so that's what i'm saying is like it, it, it will use anything you but know, i've that. heard stories uh like mainstream stories not like on the well on the internet but yeah like a, a, a regular publication um of like they had like a facility in arizona that was like facebook fucking moderators yeah anyone wow. heard this story you know wow. but like they it was like an office building with like a couple hundred people and they would come into work and they would do the moderating so when people flag shit on facebook you would they would be the ones who got the note or whatever and it was they said they saw so much yeah. horrifying shit oh i know what you're talking like, about like yeah. that they needed Therapy, they need they like demanded like an on-site counselor because they're like they would come in and be like bombarded with fucking murders and and sex shit and snuff stuff and you know who knows what scat i don't fucking <laughs> like whatever it's like they're looking at you know, everyone every, yeah. just crazy shit all the, the shadow self of human society man is like what they're yeah. sifting through right yeah that is not a healthy way to conduct your life (laughs) they ended up a lot of them have ended up having ptsd yeah but see this this what he's serviel's talking about i mean he's really talking about the algorithms he's talking about just like there's no human beings involved no right 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 i mean this 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 is this is how advanced that 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 this is that it just spits it right back out and it's decontextualized. So if, if you yeah. don't, if it's not as explicit as it needs to be in like keywords, like this episode right here, you know, could never be monetized because of all the words we're saying, like QAnon, et cetera, like Tataria. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, in particular, like QAnon, Tataria, I think those are like really, you know, bad but words in they, particular. They do that, but you still get these like 30 second 15 second reels that'll show you about how great hitler is that's awful <laughs> yeah oh jesus that's a, yeah, there that's you go that's gonna be clipped now <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah there you, you go there you, you know in, in a way like i guess you know maybe and i have a very rudimentary understanding of technology and computer science and all stuff but like 
to me, there would be an argument to be made that like an algorithm is part of like a robot. <laughs> it, like it comes from a machine, whatever. Right. And so like the robots are starting to win because they are changing humanity in such a psychologically drastic way so yeah. fast. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm joking about that using it as a metaphor, but like, yeah, it is funny. It's like we always imagine, like you know, an alien takeover would well, be like the ship know, flying over the White House or robots with guns and lasers. But like, no, they're doing it in a much more <laughs> intellectual way. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. You mentioned that. Well, I was just gonna say before I'll just let you jump in quick out of it. The it, what we're talking about tonight feels eerily prescient, like it's tying into this AI shit that you're seeing all the time now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't even touched that stuff, but I'm seeing it like everywhere, and it, apparently it can write stories now. Oh, it's pictures. so bad! It's and it's it like is, I've what? I'm trying to stay completely away from it, but I fall. I've I've seen this <clears throat> outrage ball growing and growing and growing over over what AI is doing, and it's like between that and the fucking algorithms, which are kind so, of like an AI thing. It's like. I, Dude, I have Maybe a we've actually gotten to the point they were warning us about where they were like, you got to be fucking careful with this AI. It could get really fucking hairy. Like, so, are we getting to the part now where it gets hairy? I think it's it's there. I mean, I, here's a quick little example just from like my line of work. Uh, a great friend of mine, uh, she's pitching this movie, right? Like an indie trying to get like $5 million or whatever. And she's having good success. But like when she was pitching this other this other production company who's a pretty big production company was saying like, Hey, actually what we want is like high school, high concept, high school movies. And she's like, uh, whatever. Okay. So I talked to her. I'm like, Oh, and she's like, I have like a day to come up with these. And, uh, she's like, I'm actually just going to use chat GB, you know, just an AI and type in and see how many different ideas it gives me. And then I'll just, you know, kind of go with the best one. And I thought, I'm like, are you joking? She's like, no, that's, that's the best way to do it. I was like, Oh no. Like it's, it's going to be writing scripts. There's not yeah. going to be writers' rooms in three years. I mean, like, or two years. Like, right, right. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we're gonna, we need an idea for this episode of the sitcom, and it's just like we need Billy, a dog, yeah. and like some kind of wacky. They're feeding the thing. feeding the plot line. It's out eight so, different yeah. laws. Yeah, yeah. It'll Bulletin. learn how the characters talk. I mean, it'd be, it won't be hard. Bulletin for the atomic scientists of the atomic scientists updated the doomsday clock today. To ninety seconds to midnight. Yep. Yeah. Uh, nuclear uh, war is not only the only thing that they talk about. They that they've added. At Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply climate change one of the issues they're looking at now is ai and how it's gotten out of control oh man yeah so i I guess the cylon wars are coming up pretty quick oh boy well 
I feel like the, the natural robot. extension of how uh, <laughs> the social media has fucked everything up. Yeah. It's just like. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, it's all started like 20 years ago when it was like, this internet's pretty awesome. And it just kind of kept getting <laughs> more and more like, like more bad shit started coming up. It's still got a ton yeah. of cool shit. Look what we're doing right now. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> it's like, I, wow. I, I, I couldn't imagine being, being a young person today. I really oh. couldn't. Be, I couldn't imagine. Be brutal. I couldn't imagine what it would be like and the pressures and like you know the, the how much loneliness has increased. Like, the the I, loneliness I is a real factor. It. Yeah, that makes me sad for for young kids. But yeah, I would try to avoid recommended shit. Surfing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind I know. Of it's my, just you know. It was just really surprising. Well, for me, is like uh, if I'm drunk and listening to music on YouTube, when they'll they'll be like, "Oh, you like that Bachman Turner Overdrive? Try the CLO." (laughs) Like, all right, well, fuck, all right, you know what you're talking about, algorithm. But like, yeah, if I'm like looking up a Bigfoot video, uh, then then the next thing it's like it's like some horrifying thing. I'm just like, no, I'm good, thanks. I don't want. (laughs) Yeah, it, it is weird. Like sometimes the algorithm is is really great. Like I'll listen to like a Brian Jonestown massacre album, you know, like album. And then then I'll put like Echo and the Bunny Man. And then I'll just put like things that are like in the same kind of like Yeah, it's good for me. Genre. I bet it's sometimes I'm like, damn, you're you're a great DJ. But the document I mean, I don't know, maybe it's like if you're actually watching this isn't a slam on you, sir. <laughs> but maybe if you're watching like actually good documentaries, not whatever, like like what? However, you not like did we go to the moon or whatever or what? Like if not like a conspiracy documentary or something. But if you're watching like a documentary about the Rolling Stones or whatever, maybe it'll recommend a good one there. But but you should be able to watch these things that you want to watch that you're curious about without being like yeah algorithm to death. Like you know, like like you said, like then all of a sudden this is someone espousing the the positive points of Hitler. You're like what? Right. <laughs> exactly. It's it's just bizarre. It's just bizarre. Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, I get why they let it be online or whatever, but I, it's at the same time, it's like, I don't get it. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is just wrong and poisonous to people. And, and, oh, Jesus. Oh. And, <laughs> but all of them fell out of the chair. And like, not, like a lot of it's fucking like performative anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like these people are, they're just taking advantage of, like you were saying, Serpio, like, they they take these Kanye clips and just like roll them out because it's like they're it's 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 a it's a weird combination of like belief system and commerce where it's like they just want to jack yes. up views at the shit. end of the day at the end of the day someone's selling something like yep. mm-hmm. it's your attention or it's some crypto shit some kind of snake oil some kind of MLM style something you know and everyone has advice this is all like tied up in this in self-improvement shit too yeah and just like people who need to be told what to think i guess and and how yeah. to be I successful actually, and it's you know you know um that's a good point and i don't want to belabor this exact you know thread here too much but like you this you kind of mentioned the self-help thing i find just as troubling as the conspiratorial stuff or like the whacked out conspiracy theories. Cause some of the self-help stuff that people are, you'll, you'll go and have like 50,000 50, likes. And the guy or the woman is just talking about act, like almost dangerous ways to go about your life. You know, yeah. it's like, it's like sometimes I'm here, I'm like, Oh my God, this pop psychology. While it's fun to bet around pop psychology with your friends, 
to shout it out to the world and then 52,000 people take it as like good advice. That to me is very scary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's just weird. It's just what amazes me. I feel like I'm very disconnected sometimes. Like Sophia, you were saying you don't even go on TikTok. I don't touch TikTok like ever, but there are people I feel like I feel like, I don't know who was joking earlier. Maybe it was maybe it was Steve or, or Serpia. I was like, I don't want to sound like an old man here, but it's just like I didn't really get YouTube. Like that's I'm still that's why I'm kind of confused about this getting recommended boot stuff. I heard I heard TikToks like even more. I heard they're super algorithmic. Well, all right, so that sounds almost like that sounds almost like a Tartarian term. So, so algorithmic. <laughs> this, this is, is, this is yeah. what has this is what has happened. TikTok. Oh, Adam's gonna lay the fucking Adam's about to lay some wisdom down. All right. I, I am. I'm gonna lay some. Well, this this is what I, how I see it. Like so, yeah. TikTok kind of changed everything with that really short attention span theater, like extremely short attention span theater. So to compete with TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, which basically the same thing, they they started doing these reels type of thing. Mm-hmm. So now there are these little short videos that you can scroll through real quick and you can, you know, you, you can look at them. So YouTube, Google decided they were going to go ahead and compete with compete with both of those. So now they have the same thing. You can scroll through these things. So that's what this is really what Serviel is talking about. No, I know. Like I get 15 to 15 to second, 15 to 30 second yeah. reels. Or maybe a minute long, if you can, if you know, it's I've just really, it's, appealing, yeah, it's appealing to the, the TikTok. Yeah. yeah, it's appealing to the TikTok generation. So you yeah. see it more and more since TikTok came along. Right, right, right. But I heard with TikTok, like it just, it, I don't know, because they're so short, the algorithm like blasts you right into the next one right away. And someone, I don't know who I was Absolutely. talking to the other day, but they were yeah. like, you could, you could get, lo- I, you can get, you go down that, you start watching, you go, you just lose like two hours. Yep. And it's like, these are like minute long clips. So it's like, I can see how bad shit. And as you get more, you know, if you like, okay, this is a wacky flat earth video. Then next thing you know, like they start cycling in, you know, and to go back to what we were talking about with Tartaria, it's fucking the, the TikTok. The whole thing is that this is a Chinese thing and a Chinese app. So it's like, Maybe so. Th- so they're running the algorithms on us, man. Like, you know, that's so. So you got the Russians putting out the conspiracy theories and and the Chinese amplifying this stuff with the TikTok. The West is an easy mark, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. is what we're learning. We're idiots. <laughs> we're idiots. <laughs> well, you and we're it. all you know, like we're all on the same channels now. That's the thing. Like culturally, we're all pretty much from like a you know we're old we're from these like radio dominated generations where kids were separated you know culturally based on basically radio stations and you know people wanted something different you had the whole left of the dial thing you had college stations all this kind of stuff but like some people were real real into wanting to seek out alternative information and like not be on the same channel as everyone else. But now like we're all on the same channel of the same companies. And so like, no matter how alternative you think, whatever you're pushing or consuming is like, it's just a piece of content for 
these giant corporations. Like, you're right. You're right. They're like the three, almost like Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook are like NBC, CBS, and ABC. You're just, I was just thinking that. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. that is a really interesting way to break it down, sir. The more it changes, the more it stays the same. Really. Yeah, you're right. And so you don't have to seek out this stuff anymore. You know, like you might be in proximity to some of these crazy ideas, and it's gonna just like come at you when you would have had to have been you know, up at one o'clock in the morning watching cable access or listening to our bell back in the day to yeah. come across something like that. Yep. Yeah. And just hoping it would, and even within that stuff. So it's like, there's, you know, there, there, there's like a zillion pieces of like, you know, UFO content. We'll say you can get so granular and specific with what part of the UFO topic you want to look into. So whereas like our bell back in the day is like, you just kind of had to hope and cross your fingers. That was an episode you were mildly interested in. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I loved our bell, but like half the stuff, I was like, I do not care about this topic. But I would still listen because it was the best option at the time. But like now, it's like I can always have ice cream Sundays every minute. Right, right, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> well, can we get into the bro culture stuff? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what we're talking about. But just it's kind of what I'm getting at with the the way this culture belief system is like crystallizing into this. This weird, uh, red pilled, sproed out kind of thing, and it's real adjacent to to tech bros too. I yes. think is that what you're getting at, Adam? Like, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but you know, I'm talking about yeah, we're talking about like bro culture in, in general. Yeah, like yeah. this new bro culture, the kind this, of Adam, what are you, Joe what are you, Rogan what are you, shit. What do you, yeah, mean, what are you like, getting? Oh, at? Joe Rogan is kind of like is that kind of yeah. What you're yeah, Joe Rogan, like knowledge bros. Like, dude, I work out hard and I. Yeah, Joe Rogan is probably most the most popular one, but lately, yeah. you know, Elon Musk has been really yeah. popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he's, to, he's, to, he's totally a bro. It's yeah. like a contrarian yeah. kind of. Yeah, I kind of know what you mean. It's pseudo like intellectual masculinity yeah. thing. Like, like yeah, yeah, yeah hyper-capitalistic. Yeah. If, yeah. if you say the sky is blue, they're going to say, no, it isn't. Yep. Yeah. Or yeah. why do you think that? Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's that, it's, it's that type of attitude. Yeah. And the and funny thing about them is that they, I, you can see psychologically, they have such a low self-esteem because they, all they do is profess that I don't care what people think about me, dude. Right. All you care about is what people think about you. <laughs> it's like, right. you know, they're I would also, like ego I would control. also add, I would also add in uh, people like Andrew Tate yeah. Ooh, oh, yeah. Is, oh, yeah. The guy just someone that just, you know, has only been on my radar for probably about a year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Andrew Tate is one of these guys that is very much he's the he's the uh, pickup culture type, you know, be be a strong man. This is the red pill stuff. This right. is the manosphere stuff. He draws from that. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, lo, lo and behold, you know. You know, I see a video with Andrew Tate talking with his brother. This is before, you know, he got arrested for for sex trafficking, which is a point I want to get to. But like um, he before that, he's talking about the satanic pedophiles. Of course. And the satanic pedophiles rule the elite. So here's this cross-cultural stuff between Mm -hmm. QAnon and Pizzagate type material and now the manosphere andrew tate be a strong man pick up women do whatever you want to them you know you know that it's 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 all jumbled together now and just you put it in a blender and you just yeah it is 
I I mix it I, I have this thought and idea that like obviously Rogan was the one who like pushed it this kind of like broism or this bro culture to the mainstream. But I was never like I was always really turned off by the 9-11 truthers and their aggro behavior. Like I remember just seeing like the, the protests they would have, and they were super broy, man. It was mostly like white dudes who were like beating their chests, holding signs, demanding the truth. And like, Alex all Jones stuff. again. Yeah, and they were very, very aggressive about it. And you're right. I Tim, I bet that came out of like Alex Jones was probably the big cheerleader at the time for that. But like that is when I mean, and granted, like I'm probably more familiar, you know, studied with the high strangeness part of all this stuff. But like that to me seems where things took a big shift. There was like a couple big shifts, obviously, like, you know, the inner proliferation of social media, Trump winning, Joe Rogan. There's not just one thing, but there was like this confluence of like dominoes that kept on falling to make this stuff right. bigger. bigger. At the risk of getting too political, I would say that Trump changed the thing where now it's like people, shitty people seem really comfortable yeah. being publicly shitty people. Yes. And it was like, maybe they were shitty before. Of course they were shitty. But then now they just feel like they can be uh, racist, per- sexist, homophobic. Yeah. It's transphobic. It's, well, it's become it's become uh, xenophobic. They can, well, be, it's become an they can be whatever they want, and it's like yes, you know, and they feel perfectly free to be fucking assholes. And it's an asset to their brand, so it actually is probably, right. It's it's yeah. making you know whether it's you know, and the thing is like there is no bad news, whatever you know, like or for like a movie or like a person, any news is probably good for these people. You know, yeah. the, it seems like the more people talk about like a guy like Mike Flynn. The more we hear about him and the more like stature he gets, you know, like there, I, I find shitty people are really good master manipulators of this info sphere. Look, I should be in the Tartaria movement yeah, this info sphere <laughs> that we that we occupy um, because I'm taking I, I, I want I'm hopefully I'm not taking you off the road of the bro thing, Adam, but I think it all ties together in a way. Yeah, absolutely. If you, uh, it's been pointed out on Twitter by people who are a little sharp, pretty sharp. It's like when you see these people like Bobert or uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, they they seem to always make some malapropism that you're like, oh, she said fucking, she said peach tree dish instead of petri dish. She's such a fucking knucklehead. And it's like, she's doing that on purpose. She's, she's purposely it's in it's the old wrestling trick when the bad guy comes in the ring if you ever watch closely the the good ones when they get the ring when they then no one's supposed to be watching they trip on the bottom rope and kind of look like an asshole that's an old wrestling trick that that's what the bad guy does it's it's the part of the theatrics so it's like so people will notice them so that's what they do they make these little mistakes typos shit like that i mean i'm not saying all the time but i think it is calculated and you get some of these other people. I read this today because they put Nick Fuentes, who is a, a super anti-Semitic, yeah, yeah. just just uh, nationalist just, piece of yeah, yeah garbage, just yeah. really bad person. Um, they let him back on Twitter, and somebody of pointed course. out, it's like this yeah. guy's deal is that he says the most insane things, and like somebody put, I think so. The rough, the example was like women should have to wear burkas. Like he'll say this crazy shit. 
with the purpose of like a thousand people amplifying it and being like, can you fucking believe this guy said that? And then he's trending two hours later. Yeah. In the hopes of like, if a thousand people see it, he can pick up a hundred of those people who are going to be like, let me see more of that. So it's, it's like, they don't even like, it's cable news does the same thing. It's like they work the system. What's that? Cable news does the same thing. I mean, you know, like, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they create politicians based on how good they're new <laughs> you know like, right right exactly it's like, it, hey, if they're good for news they will you know talk about them the entire time whether it, you know it's wonderful i do think the, the this pro culture thing i think it is um it, it manifested i think in this sort of new uh era of like freedom to be shitty and combined with uh more just the more progressive that society is getting it's part of this pushback from from bros yeah, <laughs> like, I, like yeah, yeah you know it's 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 uh it's they see their market share in right. the culture uh slipping and they they right. can't handle it yeah you know? i think that's a lot of it yeah i mean and, it's very sexist it's it's bro culture it's mis- yeah. it's misogynist and it's yeah. like you know, it's no coincidence that this is like women be, are becoming more empowered every every day, and it's like, mm. like the, the, that's where you can see it kind of what's fueling a lot of this. You know, it's like, hey man, you're going to be a part of the society or, or not, and, and yeah. they're kind of like right. they're pushing back against progress. I mean, we have a lot of to circle back on, like the how the paranormal stuff feeds into all this, you know, we have uh, a lot of friends who would say kind of the same thing that you said, Steve, where it's like, you know, they're like, well, you know, I'm, I'm just into the paranormal stuff. And as things got really crazy, especially like Trump and then with the, the uh, pandemic, you know, they would, um, they would say, you know, I'm just in the paranormal, you know, I, I, I can't alienate people or, you know, I'm just going to not talk about stuff, et cetera. But like these things don't have to be like explicitly political. Like all this Mm -hmm. stuff is, is filtering into everything and like poisoning everything. And it's going to be really, really hard, hard to, to stay on the fence about stuff and not it, just it, it, it is it is and i think like i care i mean like and i don't know why i care about like high strangeness and fortiana so much but i do and i have my whole life but like i will say i do think there is a way to decipher the good from the bad and it, it takes work you know and dedication yeah, yeah. and probably most people don't want to put that much effort into it but like I feel very comfortable with the information I get about this stuff simply because I'm not getting it from TikTok and like an right, algorithm. Right, right. Because I, I'm I'm old school. I read books, you know, and like you know, and so I'm also like you know not made of money. So before I buy a book, I read reviews. I you know either have heard the author speak or something like that. But like you're you're totally right, uh, Serpiel. I think like it is a da- it makes me sad too because topics that I love are being infiltrated by just this, you know, vitriol and garbage. And it, it is sad to see, like, I, I wish there was like a TikTok that was like, had like good high strangeness information, but like, there's not going to be, like you said, because right. it's going to be tainted by this stuff. And th- that's sad for me. Cause like young people, when I was young, I read UFO book. I read Tim Good's book when I was 12, read communion and all those things. But I don't think people read books like we did when we were growing up. 
So they're going to get it from TikTok, and their first impression is going to be so, so bad, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a mess. It's a mess. It really is a mess. I don't know how you can unpolarize. Everyone's so siloed off. It's like, how yeah. can you? You need like a like. A, well, it's funny because Adam said, you know, this all started with TikTok, and it's like, yeah, you could say that, but I think. Like, even if you pull the camera back a little bit further, it's like, it all started with that fucking pandemic, dude. It's like, yeah, if, I was just, if, if what I was saying, people licensed to be shitty, then the pandemic had a whole different effect on society where it was like, right. now people who, yeah. they just had a lot of free time. They just, and they were confused and frightened and, and, and they had fucking internet access and they had a shitload of time on their hands and yeah. it fucked up a lot of people. They did. It, you know, still is. seeing yeah. that now the time we have left uh so i just want to mention Sorry, that back in yeah i know well 90 seconds of are you killing us tim and yeah. i after this yeah. so, <laughs> so, i want to talk about the time we have left and what, so, what we hope uh, to for, for, for the show anyway uh the we here in uh nashville actually in our local area here uh there was the reawaken america conference came oh. to came to nashville to specifically mount juliet and caused a whole bunch of traffic problems and uh this was at uh a church here with a pastor that is very well known that has caused a lot of issues and problems and um but it was interesting i mean i'm not i'm not really going to go into it too much but you know i sent you uh about jim brewer the comedian yeah i guess that's in quotations but uh, he, uh, you know, this is something that's right up your alley, Steve. And I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Yes. So this is a whole new thing is like these comedians, you know, I mean, like Rogan is one of, is a comedian too. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so that's, that's how he started. And so, you know, this is, this has become a new thing where like they, they, a lot of them are really, really, really embracing the, that, that same kind of bro culture. Yeah, I can tell you something kind of interesting too that um, I did not know him, but when I was first kind of starting out in LA, in, you know, what they called it alternative comedy because we were doing not like club comedy or, you know, we weren't doing comedy for tourists, I guess. We were doing comedy for comedians and they called it alternative comedy simply because we were performing like laundromats at two in the morning or these kind of like pop up clubs. Um, but Back in those kind of the early 2000s, 2003, 2004, Gavin McGinnis from the guy who's like, you know, isn't he credited with the, creating the Proud Boys? Yeah. He was like a wannabe. He was this guy who I think had a lot of money and he was go, like just going up to different comedians. And I probably was around him, but I just don't remember. But he was like in the comedy scene as this guy who wanted to be a producer. He wanted to like find this talent and like, make like little web videos and everyone was kind of like skeptical of him probably for a good reason but he failed really hard in like in la trying to be like a hollywood producer and then what does he do he goes and starts his pride boy movement and kind of since then there has been i mean like i don't want to name names because i don't want to like attack people's like i don't want to you know i'm not trying to be controversial on comedy but like you can easily find out for yourself there is so many comedians who felt they got slighted by Hollywood, didn't get the sitcom they deserve, got rejected at, by SNL at the last second, who find their second life in right-wing comedy. Yeah. And it, 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 is, it is a real thing. Like, I know two people 
one guy who I used to perform in the theater with, he was basically kicked out of the comedy scene because he assaulted two, two girls, one of which I know personally. And he definitely did it. And now he's touring the world as a right-wing comedy person. And he goes with like a couple other like right-wing comics. They make tons of money and sell out huge places all over the country. And they, they found like a bigger career with kind of yeah. performing to these bros and these bros eat it up. Like yeah. it's, yeah. It's yep. really, really, really like like stomach turning for me to see. <laughs> yeah, that's so, kind yeah, of the flip that's... side of the cancel culture stuff. Like, there's actually this totally. entire alternative yes. thing yes, that's coming is. out now that just encourages stuff instead of you know there being some um, like objectionable stuff to somebody in it. Now yep. it's like that's the point now. Yep. Yep. Right, right. And the sad thing is that clubs across the country are going bigger and bigger and more prestigious, whatever quote unquote prestigious comedy clubs are, go, are going to be financially pushed to have shows, these kinds of shows. And it will, I mean, like, you know, comedy is trend-based and this right now is like a trend. It's still sort of underground. Like a lot of people probably don't know about this, but like you were using as an example, Jim Brewer. I mean, he's a pretty big comedian, not a good one. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I mean, he, you know, he, 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 he was, he was he's on SNL. Been he's been in yeah. quite a few movies. He's, I mean, you know. I mean, he's he's definitely like a. Was that weed movie? That's the only real. Uh, yeah, half half baked, really. Yeah. We, have to, we have to yes. give him his. We have to exactly. give him flowers for half baked. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean he's 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 huge, but like he for a while has been super misogynistic and super like right, right anti like you know women's rights of anything he's a very like old school tim allen type guy you know like you know well making the caveman sound and like you know (laughs) i do wonder how much of that too is kind of like what i was saying about like this this fit sort of like they feel like they're getting squeezed out or whatever especially Mm -hmm. like in the world of comedy yeah it's like it used to be super male dominated and now it's Quite a spectrum of, of different is. people, which is and different different ethnicities. It used yes. to be just like all white dudes and which, like maybe one yeah. lady, which is what and, really made yeah. stand up so boring. Like I don't really consume much comedy, um, and I never really have. I mean, obviously, I like it, and I know about it, and I'm involved with it, but like, it's not like the genre. I go, it's not my go to genre. Uh, but the new voices and like the you know diversity of voices is the best thing that's ever happened to comedy by far because for years it was white dudes like talking about hey traffic man right yeah hey you ever pick up a girl you know like it was so boring it was so formulaic and i don't know it's really like it's been a wonderful thing and you're right these dudes feel like they're getting squeezed out so they do these reactionary things and yeah because all they have is like just boring material otherwise so they're and, like yeah it's, ju- it's the-, the most unintelligent yeah. co- it's it's such base level comedy where it's like you know i'm I, you know everyone loves dick and fart jokes right but like that's all it is it's like they're just right, giving right. you like you know there's no like there's no substance behind their, <laughs> their stuff you know yeah 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 oh man well i mean i just want to you know hit it home that uh there's an alternative, you know, and especially with all this masculinity stuff, the, you know, one of the biggest masculine values that I can think of is, uh, not being somebody's fool. That's pretty masculine. Uh, not being manipulated by another man, uh, to believe in bullshit that he's selling you. I mean, how's that? Yeah. And, um, that's a masculine value that I think is, uh, some of these people should, should think about because, (laughs) 
they they are being mentally fucked and dominated by other people and that's you know they're very weak-minded even though they claim to like and that's the only proud boy thing it's like lift weights and read books like you know i mean like you know it's like they they're like these because that's kind of like and whatever you want to think about Joe Rogan, I'm not here to judge Joe Rogan. He's not for me, but like, whatever, you know, like I don't begrudge him for having a podcast and making a living, you know, like I feel like people should be able to talk about whatever they want. It's just not for me, but he did put this kind of like, Hey, let's mix masculinity and kind of bite-sized intellectualism into a blender and see what we get. And that's right. kind of what he did because like, there is this kind of like veneer of like, we're talking about really deep stuff, you know, like in getting to the bottom of it, but they're not like, you know, like I, I used to listen to it. And sometimes I'd be like, I'm like, what? It, it's like, these are just a bunch of like stoner bros sitting around speculating, like in a college dorm room. Exactly. But, but yeah. people, millions of people are taking it like, Oh my God, yeah. these guys are geniuses and they see, they took the red pill and they see through it all. Right. Right. I just don't know how you can be, you can buy that, buy it so easily. You know, it's like you said, sir, you know, it's amazing that part of this misogyn- misogynistic thing is thinking like, I'm nobody's fool. Well, my friend, <laughs> I got new for you. <laughs> yeah, man. That's a great point. Yeah. I think it's a lot of unhappy dudes who oh, yeah. like they aspire to be like this Tate dude or, 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 you they know, do that or joe rogan or whatever and it's like but they're like the furthest thing from you know they're kind of like incels a lot of them yeah and, and that yeah. kind of thing that's so, i mean i don't know about rogan but i know that you know yeah, no, I'm, not, that's, not, I'm not making a sweeping generalization right, yeah. you know yeah, people can, yeah. You know, I, but i will but I, but i will say that andrew tate definitely attracts a lot of incel guys yeah yeah, yeah. because yeah. They, they 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 look up to someone like him well you know because like, he pull, because he pulls women, and it's so bizarre because it's like, how are you going to emulate this fucking professional kickboxer dude with a Lamborghini? Yeah, it's like, like <laughs> that guy in, in your basement. Well, like, yeah, you know, maybe you should try to emulate. I don't know, fucking Joe. Uh, Joe. Well, they think they're going to be rich like Seth Elon Rogan Musk too. Or so. yeah. what you could accomplish, little little, little troll man. Like, yeah. how did everyone huh? think that they were going to have gold? How did everyone think they were going to have gold toilets? Yep. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same it's, mentality. You know, I mean, that, this that's why they love Elon Musk, even though right, you know right. he inherited his wealth from his father's diamond mines. Yeah, but there are but there are people out there in their twenties and thirties, young men that believe I can be just like yep. Elon yep. Musk. Yeah. You know, in, in a lot of this stuff, I, like I actually like, and this is probably such a tired old way to look at things. But I look at like the biggest like trend based problems and things like the bro movement and conspiracy theory run amok as problems with capitalism. And I don't want to get political, but like economics play a role on literally every facet of our life. And we all know if you're, you know, have half a mind now capitalism has absolutely just accelerated to an untenable point right now. And there is this culture in the entertainment business in real estate where it's grab, grab, grab while the ship is going down. Take, yeah. take, take, just get yours. You hear all these people say like, get yours while, while everything's barely holding on. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm afraid to say, like, I really believe like economics is, you know, the, yeah. the disparity in wealth and all this stuff is like, 
it is the biggest factor as I see it, you know, it always, I, really, I think you can't overlook it, you know, so even yeah. though it's, a, it's not a very sexy way to look at the problem, but you know, <laughs> it's you just, just prove that you're a, that you're a soy boy Marxist to the world. <laughs> and, uh, well, I, I'm probably closer to that than them. You know, so. I think that's I, to, to play the old man, but yeah, when I remember when I first started interviewing Jim Mars, that was kind of like the one thing I really took away from his early stuff was like, it's not, it's just rich and poor. That's yeah. all you fucking have to realize. It's like, and the rich just want to make sure that all the poor people are fighting amongst each other yeah. over sex and 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 uh, sexual preference and color of skin. Yeah. Just they, they divide us up into all these little groups. But really, what we all fucking have in common is we're getting fucked by yeah. the rich people. Yeah, and it's like if it, there's a conspiracy it, for you. Right. Yes, there and you it, go. <laughs> that's reality. That's a belief yeah. system as far as I'm concerned. And if that's a conspiracy, that is one I will say I, you know, think has a lot of like validity to it because I do think like the more chaos and distractions they create for the working class and poor people, the safer they are from, you know, us coming to eat them. <laughs> you know, like, the you, look, you, you know, like, America certainly is not the the first superpower. So, you know, we know how the story goes. They don't last forever. Right. Well, look at it this way, dude. You got like a group of people on one side of the street and a group of people on the other street, side of the street, and they're arguing about fucking drag queen story hour. And the price of eggs is like 20 bucks a, a dozen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they should be able to get together. And yeah. like, no, we can't. We realize we this. Can't. And the fucked up, I, I guess what, you know, I feel like I've, like, broken out of the fucking bubble because it's like, I just kind of treat everybody the same, man. I'm just, I guess I'm, like, super liberal or whatever because I just see it as there's the rich people and the poor, like, yeah. the poor people. That's that's how it breaks down, man. That's pretty much how it is. I, I, I think you see the point is that what they're doing is, like, give them distractions to fight over so that, you know, so they won't come after us. So that's, this that's usually yeah. that's usually what it what it comes to. it's 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 really so. class struggle has just been I mean it, it you know it never never really truly was a thing in this country yeah but in some ways it was but you know it's really become it's not the focus anymore right and this anti-establishment so-called uh you know emerging culture is really just serving the establishment absolutely, absolutely. It, it, it is making them money hand over fist yeah like you're so, you're so right and so like you know it's like like i'm saying and i know it's not like the most like the sexiest way to look at this stuff but i do think economics is probably the biggest factor in all of this you know so yeah you know. Well, all right guys we want to thank these two cool um bros <laughs> laid back <laughs> discerning Still interested in the mysteries, still willing yes. to question official consensus, bros, uh, Berg and Banal. Yeah. Well, we'll 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 end by what we usually do. Uh, tell Mr. Berg, we'll start with you. Tell everybody what's going on with you and where people can find you. Yes, just uh, you know, hard at work applying my trades, and um, I have some things I'm going to be doing in this kind of a sphere pretty soon. So you'll be able to find out more about that on my social medias at Bergmaster5000. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed it, fellas. Absolutely. Anytime. We love having you. I love being on. Mr. Banal. 
Well, first of all, I'm going to do a, my own Bobby the Brain Heenan impression and, and, and talk about Steve Berg. Steve Berg is going to be at the Van Meter Mystery Festival Ooh. at the end of September, yeah. all you humanoids. Yeah, and, uh, I may actually, I don't know if I can, st- I don't know if I'm still invited, Steve. You've not Tim, your, yes, I not your talent. So <laughs> I don't know. If- <laughs> but we had talked about me flying out to Nebraska would, and us driving out. I would love you to do that. I'm definitely, it's kind of penciled in right now. So Good, please do. It's, it, it's a, it is truly a wonderful, wonderful little gathering. I've wanted to go for a long time. And it's, yes, it's, they do a great job. It's yeah. really wonderful. Steve Ward was the MC last year, and a bunch of good speakers and really great people. So yeah, so Come yeah, on Steve Berg will here. be there. I'm thinking about going, and yep. that's the end of September uh, yep. in Van Meter, Van Meter, Iowa, Iowa, that's fairly good. close to Des Moines. Yeah. Um, as far as what I'm doing, uh, it's just it's just hunting and pecking. Like once I kind of get off my ass and really get the technology going to try this new setup for Banal America, then I think it'll be we'll be off to the races. So I'll um, look forward right. to that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, very much. Yeah, I think I'm going to probably do a lot of secret tinkering and then just kind of blast just one day be like, oh, shit, here we go. And all the I want all the shit to be running like <laughs> so I'm not trying to do it and figure it out. So I may I mean, honestly, uh, I'll sort of pull the curtain back a little bit for people who want to give a fuck about how the sausage is made. But it's like I thought I had kind of thought like it'd be cool to do this tinkering like in December or whatever, and then would come back have a show like with Greg Bishop do our year in review, and then be like, "Oh, here's five more shows that I taped in the last month to test out this shit." So I may end up, you know, you may I may end up like sometime in April. I might be like April first. Here's a show, and then be like, "Oh yeah, here's ten more that I've just done." over the last two months while we figured out how to set up the shit. But I, I'm hoping, the hope is, I, I love podcasting. I love this process. Um, but the old way of doing it just became so tedious. And the adopting the new technology became so daunting that I've been kind of caught in this purgatory here for like the last few years. So now it's just like, I'm just kind of fed up and I want to, just bite the bullet and get it so I can do shows it, with the ease that like you guys are doing the show tonight. Like it's not difficult. It's just, I need to have the, the buttons and shit and then all the setup. So, you know, that's my hope. Cause uh, there's a ton of people I want to talk to uh, through you guys included, you know, I want to do Aww. shows with all you guys and, and uh, get this man, the button. We'll, we'll do it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would say I don't want to make every time I'm like, oh, we'll be back in on Valentine's Day. It's like next thing you know, it's St. Patrick's Day. But you know, I'm hoping in the spring we'll have something for you. As long as awesome. it falls right by the holiday, Tim. Oh, we gotta <laughs> hit the holiday special hard. I mean, you always go to your St. Patrick's Day shows, you know. So I never I, that might be a new tradition. We look forward to that, uh, Tim, and uh, we look forward to talking with you guys soon. Um, Absolutely. This is a pretty nice little panel we got. We might have to uh, revisit having uh, Berg and Banal together here. Oh, yeah. Like Morgan we, we and Morgan. Love it. We, we, we do a two-man show, so yeah, look for us in the Catskills this summer. Exactly. Oh, I also <laughs> want to mention, Steve put up a video. Have you done more of the videos? I have. I'm editing. Um, I have a ton of footage. Okay. I'm trying well, he- to edit. It's just been tough with like work. And then we'll call it a that. soft launch. He put out a, a video. soft launch, yeah. 
Yeah. Was it Van Meter? It you- was Van Meter. It was my little like day at Van Meter. I had a really yeah. fun time. It's really cool. Yeah, I was just uh, walking around with a GoPro, like getting people's faces. And uh Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised uh, they asked me to come speak. I thought I thought it was annoying everybody, but there you go. I'm not. But thanks for having us, guys. I really appreciate it. And yeah, like I yeah, think no I, ha- I don't do on. shows very often and I don't have my own show at the moment. So it's nice to be able to talk about all the shit that's going on in the world. Uh yeah. otherwise, I really don't have an outlet for it. So that's a great conversation. Thanks for being on guys. And uh, everybody, you know, Conspiranormal, Conspiranormal.com. We have the YouTube channel and we have a Patreon, which Sergio can tell you how to look for that. We we have some things up there, but I guess we'll get some stuff up there pretty soon. You can find that at Patreon.com slash Conspiranormal. All right. Yeah. If you want to support us, go go hit that up. There's plenty of stuff on there going by way back to 2016. And I want to thank Steve Berg and Mr. Timbin all and uh we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks actually on the next episode of conspiracy normal wait can we all say conspiracy normal together like that yes yeah. on the next normal. episode okay. of Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.